Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to The Conscious Man. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. I greatly appreciate you joining me, wherever you are, whatever part of the day it is for you. Thank you. And my mission in life, what I say it is, is to help elevate the collective consciousness. And I'm starting with me. I'm over here doing the growth and development work on myself to show up stronger, to show my children, my friends, my family, what it looks like to be a more conscious man, a more aware man, a more deliberate, intentional, purposeful man. And it's a lifelong journey. And it's not fucking easy. Uh, So I like to share just some stories and some trials and tribulations and some wins and fouls from my life and uh, you know just put them out there be honest be vulnerable be transparent because I think it's important so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit today about accountability I've noticed that I need accountability in a lot of areas of my life I need other Uh, men and women to hold me accountable to what I say I'm going to do and how I'm going to show up. Uh, And one example is it's in uh, in my fitness. I have accountability partners. I have friends that I work out with. I have coaches. I have personal trainers um, that I check in with to make sure that I'm doing what I'm saying. Uh, for instance, there's a, there's even, I have one in my professional life, a guy that I work with. Uh, I'm going to share something here that's a little scary for me. I feel my heart rate going up a little bit and uh, my throat starting to close and I'm a little nervous. But uh, I was, uh, I was, you know, using energy drinks, uh, five-hour energies, and it, it just didn't feel good to me. It felt, I felt dirty. I felt like I, uh, I was leaning on them. They were, they were some sort of crutch. Like I needed it, and uh, I want, I wanted to stop. And I tried to do it on my, about by myself. I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. But day after day, I would stop at the store, and I would pick them up. And I would have them first thing in the morning when I woke up. And I would watch my thoughts. And my thoughts were no, 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 no. But then something triggered in me. And I would go to the store. And I realized I needed some help. I needed some accountability. And uh, there was a, a young man that I work with who was struggling with smoking. And I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, listen, man, I'd like to be your accountability partner on smoking. So here's the deal. Here's what I'm going to offer you. If you smoke, you'll have to pay me $10. And I'll donate it to the charity or homeless person of my choice. And I will do the same for you. Uh, and you can do with you can do you can decide what you're going to do with the money you can keep it for yourself you can give it to your your partner whatever it is um and he agreed 
And I'm going to be honest, I struggled for months upon months in, in quitting. In the second that I made a promise to this young man that I would not. Hey, what's going on? Sorry about that. I'm uh, over here experiencing some technical, technical difficulty around technology and it's a super edge for me. But I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm developing myself here. I've given myself permission to be sloppy. So sometimes this podcast might come out in segments because uh, I have to stop uh, and record from this point. So we were talking about accountability and I've noticed that it helps me to show up stronger when I have someone help hold me accountable in areas that I'm struggling in my life. And I just happen to be struggling with letting go of using energy drinks. Um, it was, it was a challenge for me. So I got some accountability. I asked, you know, I got, I got vulnerable. I got real. I got raw. I asked for the accountability from this young man that I work with and it worked and it's working. And, uh, I know that I have to show up an answer to him every day when he asked me, you know, did I, did I do what I said I was going to do? And so far it has something shifted inside of me and it's been really helpful. So I wanted to share that with you today. Um, I think your action, or I think it's super important to have someone help hold you accountable in those areas that you're struggling, whether it be fitness, whether it be a personal relationship, whether it be, Hey, I want to read more books. I want to uh, go to the gym more often. Um, and I've most recently uh, been involved with men's work in men's groups. And if you're a man, joining a men's group is extremely helpful when you can be vulnerable and raw and real and be held with love and be held accountable. And it, it helps us to go back to our partners and to our family and show up stronger for them. So I highly recommend if you're a man looking into joining some sort of men's group or getting accountability with uh, a friend, it's, it's been helpful in my life. Um, and, and for women, you know, getting into some sort of group where you can have accountability and be held to a higher standard uh, and show up stronger in all of your relationships, I think it's very beneficial. It has been in my experience. So, you know, I'm just putting that out there and I just wanted to let you know that I was struggling in this area of my life and I needed some help and I reached out and I was met and, uh, something shifted inside of me and I'm, I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling appreciative. Um, yeah, it's a challenge constantly growing. So that was uh, that was the the quick podcast episode for today um, around getting accountability and the story that I had, and I wanted to share that with you. So thank you for letting me share that. And uh, I'm doing a couple of more interviews. I actually did one last night with a good friend of mine, an entrepreneur and uh, mentor, friend, and. That's going to be coming out soon, and we're doing another uh, interview this afternoon. So I wanted to share this with you first, and we'll be getting those interviews out within the next couple days. So thank you again for joining me, and if you get some value from this podcast, 
like like I said earlier, just uh, share it with someone. Pay it forward. Uh, check us out on uh, Instagram. And if you've got some value and you, you found this beneficial, go over to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. And I appreciate your time. Have a wonderful rest of your day, night, or evening. And uh, have an amazingly wonderful and fantastic rest of your day. Peace. Yo, what's going on everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and this is The Conscious Man. We have a special guest in the building. We're coming live from the Tiger's Den CrossFit in Dallas, Texas. We've got Coach Nick, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, accountability, personal training, uh, programming, and a host of other things. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and let Coach Nick give you a little rundown uh of what he's up to right now and uh take it away nick yeah thanks for having me scott um, my pleasure so, what am i up to a lot of things man so i uh within the last year i've started my own i'll call it strength and conditioning company cool. um so i do personal group online uh fitness programming fitness training for all walks of life athletes um you know young kids older adults you know ad athletes that want to compete at people that are just trying to get in shape so all walks of life cool. I'm also a CrossFit coach here at Tiger's Den CrossFit where I've been for about two years now yep um, so man just loving the life loving the functional fitness life and coaching all aspects of fitness um, so there's I don't pigeonhole myself into one thing I practice many many things yeah and I'm curious to know because we talked about this a little bit earlier about people being afraid of CrossFit <laughs> thinking that they need to get into shape or some sort of shape or be more fit than they already are to then come in and begin doing CrossFit. And could you speak, speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so I can, I can speak personally of that cool. too. So um, I've been an athlete my whole life. Um, you know, after playing sports and kind of getting out of sports because of some injuries, I uh, kind of did the whole bodybuilding circuit, globo gym thing for years. Okay. Um, all, then I found CrossFit just from like on TV, on ESPN, saw the CrossFit games, and I was like, that's cool. Right. And I, I really, really loved it. And it, What I, was it about CrossFit that, that drew you in? I'm curious. Uh, I mean, I've always, you know, I've always been like, I've always like looked at like these like strong, muscular, athletic physiques as being like very cool. And like, I've always like wanted to emulate that as well, but okay. also like, got into wow these guys can like do some really cool stuff like they're athletic they can jump they can lift heavy they can do all these things they've got gymnastics and so it drew me in and I was hooked on like just watching it but I because of my injuries was like I don't think that I can do that okay. I, I never wanted to I never thought I could try it because I was like oh I can't just show up at a gym I don't know how to clean and jerk I don't know right. how to I don't know how to snatch properly. Like we had done some of that stuff in, in uh, high school and college athletics, but like not to the extent that these guys were doing it like all these Olympic style. Okay. And so I then, you know, fast forward a few more years, you know, I'd been keeping up with it. I would watch it, dude. I would watch, I'd be on like the arc trainer or like a treadmill running, <laughs> watching CrossFit like highlights, like CrossFit okay. games highlights. And so, you know, that was like, I was so into it, but I was still, again, like thought I was not in shape enough to try it. 
then um, it got to a point where a buddy of mine had been doing it. He had been going to, this is back in my hometown of Wichita, Kansas, had been going to a gym there. Shout out CrossFit Compelled. Yo, yo, um, CrossFit Compelled representing. <laughs> then uh, he was like, hey man, could just come check it out. So went one day and checked it out. And the coaches were so welcoming, so mm. cool. I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I know how to lift, but like, blah, blah, blah. So it sounds like there was a little fear, there little was a little anxiety. Fear, like, like, I thought I was going to walk in and everybody was going to know like what they're doing. And everybody was like so skilled at these movements. Everybody right. could do handstand push-ups. Everybody could like snatch 300 pounds. And I, I don't know why I thought that. I just had this like, so, this misconception of that. Yeah. But I walk in and like, what you can probably just do is there's a voice recorder on the phone and just... Yo, what's going on? We're back with Coach Nick, live at the Tiger's Den, CrossFit, Dallas, Texas, and we're talking about uh, personal training right now. And uh, I'm curious to know, if I'm one of your personal training clients, I need some nutrition help. And what's your, uh, what's your recommendations there? I mean, how do you work with people around nutrition? Do you, do you, you know, have a... A specific methodology I know in CrossFit they recommend a paleo paleo diet you know there's keto there's uh, yeah, all these different yeah, things do you yeah. have a one that you favor or is it tailored to the specific athlete it's again yeah everything it's so subjective to the athlete like there's not one particular diet and I don't even like to call them diets yeah like, it's just like you know you need it needs to become a way of life right really yeah um, and so like it needs to be like the best diet quote-unquote is one that you can make last for a long time, sure. right? So it needs longevity. Um, so for me, you know, personally, what I do is I track my macros. Um, you know, if you're unfamiliar, macros being your carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Okay. Based off of my caloric intake that I have, you know, there's a way that you can come up with everybody's personal needs for caloric intake. So each individual athlete, each individual yeah, personal training yeah. client is going to have different macros. Yeah, You're well, gonna... and not even that because I mean you that's also that takes a little bit of discipline it takes a little bit of time to track your macros and it's it's a little tedious so like I have people I have athletes that just won't do it so do you think that that's I, I'm curious man what your take on this for my in my experience that I think the nutritional part is probably like one of the most important aspects if you're looking to change you know your level of athleticism I think what you put in has a bearing on your output. You know, if you're eating shit, you're you're not going to be performing yeah, yeah, very I mean, well. There, there's a you know really cliche you know saying is that you can't outtrain a bad diet, and it's mm. so true. Okay. Um, I mean, you can work out three hours a day, but if you eat like complete shit, you're never going to make changes. Gotcha. You know, and like it, it all boils down to what are your goals? Like, you know, are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to gain weight? Are you trying to gain muscle? What's you know what are your goals? So then you can base your diet plan or your nutrition plan better yet based off of that so like you know it all boils down to calories in versus calories out and then you know we want to get those calories from good whole foods um so you know i'm kind of in like i've bought into this newest craze of like not eating inflammatory foods which okay. is helping me out extremely well, what do you mean by inflammatory foods so 
you know, there's like your food can create certain foods can create an inflammatory response in the body. So like puff you up, you're going to, well, not only that, so bloat you puff you up, but also like make your joints hurt. You know what I mean? So if like you're a person that has like achy knees, achy back, achy shoulders, whatever, a lot of that is not just based off of movement. It's based off of how you eat. I I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. And that's, what's really cool. So like, you know, there's all these crazes out there, like you said, keto diet, like all these different random ass things that like are good if, when they're done properly. Of and like again, when they're done like calories in versus calories out. So like what, you know, what are your goals? Um, well, but, I want to speak more to what you were saying. You said that you st- you are refraining from putting these inflammatory, these foods that cause inflammation in yeah. your body and it's helped you tremendously. So, you know, share that with the listener. Let them know what what kind of foods are you are you cutting out of your out of your so, diet? You know, all like all sugar, um, oh, a lot of processed. I'm guessing, like yeah, any like processed foods. Like I don't even eat that much fruit, um, you know, because you are getting sugars from there. But yep. um, anything like that, like corn, is an inflammatory food. Dairy is an inflammatory food. Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of different things like that. And and now this is. Again, this is subjective because not everybody has an inflammatory response to to dairy or to I mean most people do to sugar. Yeah. But um, you know, so that again, like you can get blood work tests that will show you exactly what your trigger foods are like that. So oh, what, you which can. ones inflame you. Yeah, and so for me I just all been trial and error. Yep. So I'm just trying to clean up my diet, not eat like not get like those like you know, the nat like the oils and things like like olive oil's cool, like stuff like that, but not like the the cheaper oils, you know, that those are those will mess you up too. Like fried food. Yeah, like fried food, but not even that. It's just like um oh, I mean there's tons of things. Like I try and just keep my stuff clean. Is it like a plant based like cause I know some people no, I mean, who are I eat a lot of meat. So like yeah. I eat you know, I eat, I'm I I am definitely not on the vegan spectrum yeah. whatsoever. But, but it, I mean, but but in a way, you you just add meat in. But you're talking about eating really clean. So all of the yeah. foods besides the meat are going to be vegetables, fruit, mm. and not a lot of processed shit. So no, like, and and Grant, no. So I like I'll cheat too. So like I I do like, and we can touch on that later. But like, so like my my basic weekly diet is boring as hell, just in the fact that it's like pretty much the same every single day yeah so like i make like vegetable stir fries with like like lean ground turkey or lean ground beef or like chicken okay and then like dinner is usually going to be something similar to that or like um you know i think my girlfriend gets sick of it but she's always like what do you want for dinner i'm like brussels sprouts sweet potatoes and like chicken and that's what i want and like so she does she she's awesome she cooks that up for me uh has it ready for me when i get home from work so it's like it's cool um but yeah, so like my weekly diet, and that's what also keeps me from like going up in weight. Like I'm a person that puts on weight super easily, okay. but I can also lose it very easily too. So like, well, you're I pretty can, disciplined there. I, I can fluctuate imagine. ten pounds easily in a in a few day span just wow. in like what I eat. So, okay. Um, I've got a huge appetite. I can eat a lot, but then, you know, it, it all depends on the quality of food I'm getting in. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that's basically my week. And then on the weekends, you know, I'm a little more loose with it. I try and, and I live by like the 80, 20 rule. So I like to go out and have a few drinks or whatnot. Like I'll have a beer, I'll have a glass of wine on the weekends and a glass. I'll have a few more than that, but, uh, <laughs> half but yeah, a bottle. Like, no, you, you just gotta be, it's gotta all be with keep it real, man. Yeah. And like, you know, you've got it like 80, 20 rule. So if I know I'm going out to eat at night, 
I will make the rest of my day super clean. Like I'll just protein veg like, and try not to like get any sort of like really excess calories. Like I'm not gonna throw any extra oils or butters or anything like that into into my food just because I know You're gonna that have some night drinks. I'm gonna have you know some extra calories from from alcohol or I'm gonna have a, maybe a, a less clean dinner I might have a cheat meal for dinner I might even you know go out and like there's like a local pie shop in my neighborhood shout out to Emporium Pies they're Emporium delicious. Pies are delicious and, and I, I have a horrible sweet tooth so like I need to like fill that void at some point within my week and just give myself a little reward yeah and and that I'm trying to do you find that there you have that balance because a lot of I people I mean it's hard man that's the hardest thing for me because yeah. I love food so I grew up you know with like my mom making these delicious meals like mm. and like you know she wasn't very nutrition conscious and yeah. I don't blame her for that you know so that's just not how she grew right, up right of course so you know Italian you know kind of like she was not that Italian I grew up my father's Italian but um, you know, we had pastas a lot of the time, yep. something with red sauce on it, chicken oh, parms, and yeah. all these things. A lot of meals with bread in it, you know, all, oh, this, yeah. all this stuff. Like, she kept me well fed, uh, but, like, you know, was not the most, like, healthy food. Um, so I love, I love food now, um, yeah. just because she gave me this great variety. And, uh, and I also, I worked in the restaurant industry. I still work in the restaurant industry. Yeah. And so I'm around food all the time. My favorite thing to do is go out. To, to a dinner and order like you know half do you the enjoy menu, it you know? like like seriously like uh, for me sometimes I notice I enjoy it but then there's like then there's some like backlash after mm -hmm. the fact like I'll eat it and then feel like yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean and like so, like I have a like I think you know and this is you know coming from like a, a trainer even like I think I have like a uh, a poor relationship with food in that spec like I you know tend like you can eat emotionally you know sure people do yeah that. yeah we all do. um so I'm raising me, my hand. Yeah, I mean it's so for me like I have to stay on point and kind of make myself a little bit rigid with like what I do during the week so that 80% of the time to like be able to afford myself the 20%. And like and even then like the food I'm eating during the week like the the stir fries and all, they're all taste taste good. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. bored eating them. Like I look forward to those meals cuz I really do like that food. So eating healthy doesn't have to be bland no, and boring and taste like shit. Like you just have to have a little bit of knowledge of like how to cook or how to prepare or like what foods to eat and like you know and that's also part of like what I do. Like every client I have like kind of a a, a rubric of like an email that I send them. And then it's always are always tailored towards that athlete. So like, so it helps them to understand. Helps them to understand like portion size, portion control, what foods to eat, what recipes foods to maybe eliminate. I mean, if they if they want them, sure. Yeah. I don't send recipes, but like I would. Um, I think that's know. the biggest thing for for client, or I'm assuming it is because. So you you here you are like doing everything the same all yeah, the time. You, yeah. you don't work out. You don't cook healthy. You don't do this, and you want to change but you don't want to sometimes take the necessary steps to change because changing is uncomfortable. Yeah. Doing something different than yeah. we're normally used to doing is, is a challenge, but that's what it's going to take. You're going to have to learn. Yeah, you got to make some sacrifices. Yeah, there I mean, you, you go. Can't, you, can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too, literally, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so you've got, to, you've got to make some sacrifices with diet. Like I've got one of my clients is uh, – the head chef at, at Balsa here in Dallas, and what is, what's Balsa? Uh, it's a good, you know, farm to table, really ah, great okay. restaurant. Cool. Um, but you know, he's back with Coach Nick live at the Tigers Den, talking about nutrition and uh, 
Coach Nick's friend works or owns? I uh, know he's the head chef. Head chef. chef of uh, Bolsa here in Dallas. Great restaurant. Go check it out. Um, check it out, Bolsa. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, for him, like, so he's around like you know extremely delicious food all the time. He's preparing all this. Is he food one of your clients restaurant. by any chance? Yeah, he is. He, okay, actually. cool. Uh, so good friend, uh, client. Yeah, you know, also my boss because I work at the restaurant too. Okay. Um, but he, uh, yeah. So for him, like. You know, when we were trying to, like, we got him in working out. He's coming in three times a week, doing really well with his workouts. But we needed to start to dial in the diet. The easiest way for him was we were just starting to, like, cut out carb sources. And so... By carbs, what do you mean? Like, what, you know, is it... So, I mean, he's used to, like, eating, like, you know, when he was eating, he's eating, like, a flatbread. At, like, so, like, a pizza okay. at, at the restaurant. Like, that was a meal for him. So, gotcha. like, we're trying to cut out, like, a lot of that. So, like... More veggies. Up, yeah, more veggies, more. And so... You know, just by him, like when he's at the restaurant, instead of like, you know, firing up a flatbread, now he's eating a salad or ah. he's eating like some veggies with some protein and stuff like that. So, you know, that and for. Welcome back, everyone. Still having a little bit of technical difficulty, but uh, not to worry. We're talking about coming in and doing CrossFit for the first time with Nick, Coach Nick. We're at the Tiger's Den, and uh, we're letting everyone know that it doesn't matter what level of fitness you're at, you're going to be welcomed, you're going to be met with, uh, with some kindness, with some community, with uh, some great people, some great coaches that are going to help you, make you feel at ease and welcomed. You don't have to get fit or into some sort of shape prior to coming in. You can just come on in wherever you're at. Uh, so we we're just finishing up the story. Coach Nick was telling us about his experience when he did CrossFit for the first time, and uh, he was under the same assumption that he needed to be in like top. Yeah, I thought shape. I, I thought I needed to be Rich Froning and able to walk into a gym, and you know, found <laughs> yeah. out that like nobody at the gym was Rich Froning. Right. Um, and so you know, for me having like a background in fitness before that helped. Sure, it helped. But I was still like, you know, I, I still had to learn. And like when that, that's where like, you know, there's three big things I look for in a CrossFit gym, not to like, you know, uh, sidetrack here too much, but yeah. coaching is number one. So like well, I walked in and I've met these great coaches and yep. same thing when I first came to Tiger's Den too, was that like, I was a, just a, a regular athlete when I first came to Tiger's Den and was met by some really awesome coaches that really took the time to make sure that, you know, I was doing things proper and that like, I wasn't just, they weren't going to let me just throw a bunch of weight on the bar and hurt myself. Cool. Uh, but they were also encouraging and like congratulatory and all this stuff. So that's number one for me. Number two is programming. So the programming has to be on point. Yeah. And so that, you know, that right there is like programming for progression. So like, you know, we're here at Tiger's Den. We're not a super competitive gym. Now we have competitive athletes that that train here, yep. but we're not we're not sending people to regionals yet. I'll say right. like we have some potential kids that yeah. could do that, uh, but you know we have to program for our general public, which is like like we're not throwing in ring muscle ups all the time and stuff like that because like that's not what our people want to do, nor that's what. That's not what they need to be doing. So you have to be really aware of yeah, what you your general to, population yeah, you is and program towards yeah. that. And, and you have to also make things fun, too. So you have to make them 
you know, you have to make them get stronger. You have to make them be in better shape. Yep. You have to make them have fun with it. And so, like, that's what your program has to base, and it has to be, you know, it has to be varied enough to make it like we're not doing the same things all the time. Um, but yeah, you have to take all those things into consideration. So, a smart coach or whoever the programmer is for a box, you need to take into consideration what their general public of their gym is in order to really make a successful gym. Programming is, is key. Third thing is cleanliness of a gym, which doesn't really pertain to this conversation, but right. you know what I mean? No, you that's a personal a nice, preference. I mean, I want nice, Yeah, you want a nice facility to yeah. walk into. Um, well, I'm curious to know too about your, your personal training business. Like, you are adamant about programming so people get the results that they're looking for. So I would imagine, my projection is that with your personal training clients, and if it was me and I was, a, I was looking for a coach, I would absolutely want someone who isn't just you know, showing up uh, five minutes before we're getting ready to train and he takes me through some bullshit workout. He actually has a plan in place, not only for that day, but for the weeks and the months, and even if so, the years ahead. So can you speak to that a little bit about your personal training clients? Yeah, so like, how I do my personal training is like probably different than what most any personal trainer in a Globo gym does or even any like CrossFit coach does. So I have, I'll kind of give my credentials here, a background in, I have a degree in exercise physiology. Um, you know, I'm about 12 credits away from a master's degree in awesome, exercise man. physiology, which I just need to finish, but that's okay. a whole nother story. Um, a CSCS, so a Certified Strength Conditioning Specialist. Which Tell is, me about that. That's a pretty extensive, that's a. That's not an easy, like, go online, pay 100 bucks, and you get a, a certificate. No, no, I mean, you, you have to test out of it. You have to have the degree in exercise phys to be able to take the test. Okay. So there is prerequisites for it. Um, now, that that is, like, your basis of, like, your kind of, like, collegiate athlete or high school athlete or, like like, team sports. That's, like how you program workouts for them is like based off of CSCS principles. Okay. And like, so that taught me a lot about how I program, the progressions in which I program in, um, kind of like the, the structure of a workout. Like it taught me a lot of things, but then like I, again, I don't pigeonhole myself into one thing. I'm not just a strength conditioning coach. Okay. I'm not just a CrossFit coach. So I also have a level one CrossFit. But like I, my own personal clients is all catered towards what their needs are. So I identify weaknesses in my clients based off of uh, functional movement screening. Okay. Based off of. So that's the t- first thing you do is oh, you screen yeah, the one, client. Day one, yeah. So like you know, uh, great, uh, great cook like that. FMS stuff is is a big part of what I do in that. What first. is FMS? I'm not familiar. So functional movement screening. So he's patented like this particular series of tests. Now I've I've studied it. I've kind of taken what I like out of that, mm-hmm. molded with what I think maybe I'm looking for sure. in particular. So like you know, um, in in really like a lot of the stuff that he's looking like he did with that and yep. kind of made it my own. Um, now I don't know if there's any copyright deals towards that. Whatever. But. I think everything's a copy. Piece. Like if you look at stuff, like everybody has taken little bits and pieces yeah, of yeah, everybody yeah. Nothing, else's stuff. Nothing in fitness industry is like like original right yeah, now. Yeah, even Glassman. Like, he took... He took something like IWT, basically, and yeah. made it CrossFit, which is cool. Like, I think all of it's cool, and I don't think anybody should be like, oh, you stole my shit. No, wow, like, imitation is the best form of flattery, right? I agree, yeah. So, like, so I take all these pieces from different things that I view that are, like, neat, interesting, but also really, like, the best things for athletes. So, what I, and I always hashtag this in my Instagram post, is ultimate athlete. 
and that's not even pertaining to like the young bucks like my 72 year old i want him to be i was the, just yeah i want him to be the ultimate athlete as a 70 72 year old to his capabilities so like can you I, one second like let the listener know because i when when you say athlete like i know what that means but i'm thinking they you know the the person out there the lay person that is listening to the podcast they're like athlete well that's intimidating yeah, yeah, but yeah. But can you, you speak to that you don't a little have bit? To be, you don't have to play basketball, football, baseball, whatever, to be considered all in athletes. my eyes an athlete. Right. You're, if you're a mover, if you get out and you're moving around in some capacity, that's athletic, you're an athlete. Okay. I, don't call my, I don't call the people that pay me money to come and train my clients. I call gotcha. them my athletes. I like that. I like and that. And so... You know, they're all my athletes, and they laugh, they chuckle, and I'm like, like my athlete so and so, and he'll be like, "Oh, I'm not an athlete." I'm like, "Yes, you are, dude. Yes, you are." Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's, I don't know where we're going with that, but yeah, like so, I just like for them to understand because to me, it's like, it's confusing. Like, like, like you just said, like somebody's like, "I'm not an athlete. I'm not an athlete," but we're training people yeah. as as if they are, so they have this mindset of. Like, hey, man, athletes train really hard. Whether yeah. you're uh, not, whether you think you are or are yeah. not. Whether you can only, like, you can only, you know, stand up for five minutes a day, or whether you can go for four hours. Like, you're an athlete, either on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, like my my training philosophy, or like how I train somebody, is so different between person to person. So, like, you know, some of it's rehabilitative some of it's just range of motion and like um more mobility training i have like plenty of athletes that all we do is like fascial stretching and like smashing and things okay. like that that's all we do we yeah. don't even lift um or i have like functional like functional movement like functional bodybuilding clients so like you know all it's all different walks of life or like you know, and I take parts from it. Like we do a little bit of CrossFit or we do a little bit of bodybuilding. I have a powerlifting client. You okay. know, we, so we do traditional like conjugate methods. So like, you know, it's, it's all all over the place. And, and I like that. And I think that what sets me apart as a coach yeah. is I know how to program in all those aspects. Wow, yeah. Because I've studied it. And I've also done all those myself. I've, I've done powerlifting. I've done bodybuilding. You know, I've done it all because I'm so infatuated with fitness yeah. and with the human body and how it works and how it moves. That to so me, you have to be your own client as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, I train in so many different modalities myself. Like, I work, like, Scott, when you came in, I was working with my weightlifting coach. Yep. Shout yep. out Nancy. Nat Yo, Carolina, Nance. You know? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, like, I have a weightlifting coach. So I pay a coach. The coach even needs a coach sometimes. That's a um, great point, man. Because, you know, I need somebody to hold me accountable, too. Yep. So, like, you know, she's going to push me a little bit more. She And that way I don't have to think about my programming. Like I don't won't, don't write out my own program. She does it, which is cool. And then you know, um, otherwise, yeah. And then I also I jump into the CrossFit classes here at Tiger's Den all the time. Um, I do my own like functional bodybuilding on myself, so I work on my own weaknesses through that, and yep. like even aesthetics. Like just because yeah. I'm a CrossFitter doesn't mean I don't like to look good with my shirt off. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, so, I like, do, man. I really I, do. I like you know, I like to have a little bicep pump and all that. So to <laughs> yeah. me, like I don't, I don't like scoff at any any sort of fitness. Like anything you're doing is great. Like you know, you get people from the bodybuilding community are like oh those kipping pull-ups whatever but it's like no dude it's functional for what we want to do in crossfit yeah which is like do pull-ups as fast as possible so it, it has a purpose um so yeah any type of fitness somebody does i'm like by all means dude like get it like do you like if that's what you <laughs> like man do it um, well, I, I like the fact that too that you said even as a coach you still need 
a coach for yeah. yourself because you can't you're in the frame so yeah. you can't see your blind spots so you hire someone to come in and help you get better at what you're doing so we all need coaches in, yeah. in different yeah. areas and, of our and, lives you know i am also a weightlifting coach so okay. um I I wait I handle part of the barbell club here at Tigers Den, but even then I still like having a coach in weightlifting. Is it because, because of the accountability? I mean, is is it so, helpful? Yeah, that's a part of it, but also the a big part of it's just like me not having to think about it, and like so like I get to like that's my kind of meditation right there ah. is like I don't have to worry about okay what do I need to be doing? She's gonna do that for me. And you can be she, the student. I can be the student, and I that makes me feel like more of an athlete because I'm like, I'm getting coached, or like I don't have to think about it. She just loads up the bar for me, tells me to lift it. How, however, if we're doing snatch or clean and jerk or whatever, and I just do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't have to think about it. I can just get like Neanderthal on that thing. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah. like, oh, me lift weight. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I do, man. And so that's what I see like how about, that lights you up, man. Yeah, paying, like paying coaches that like, hey, I can just. You know, I know what I'm doing, and it's funny because I'll call her, I'll call it out before she does when I miss a lift or if I do something and it doesn't feel right. I'm like, I did that right, Nancy, and she's like, Yep, you did. And I'm like, So cool. It's like, it's cool to like fee- play like feedback off her because I also might think that like, oh, that didn't feel right, but she's like, No, it looked really good, you know. And so yeah. like, it has that good give and take um, to like work out or like train with somebody that ha- can have like a. Sp- second set of eyes on you give you some feedback yeah and that's also like you know same thing with like what you're paying for when you go into a crossfit gym and is hopefully the coaches are good at that crossfit box and they're keeping their eyes on you like they're watching what you're doing so they're making sure like hey that's movement's not efficient or that you're putting yourself in a position to hurt yourself or whatever and then you have to dial it back or you have to change the movement or scale it or whatever and so that's you know that's kind that's of like, important yeah it's super important and so like so if know, somebody's coming in so say one of the listeners is coming into a crossfit gym for the first time what would you have them look for in assessing you know whether they want to be in a place like this or not i know you said the coaching was important yeah and how they monitor your movement yeah the the attention they pay and what else um so i mean if you're a complete novice walking in you're probably like programming is not going to really like matter to you at first like you might catch on after a week and be like we're like not really pushing ourselves that hard or pushing ourselves too much because that can be the other end of the spectrum is like some crossfit programming can just kill you you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it's just too much but um so yeah you like now you know crossfit has become so corporate that like you can be a lot more like pick and picky and choosy with your gyms which is great that's a great thing and that's what's holding gyms accountable right now so like you you have to be on top of your game. You can't just be like we're a 